Taking steps this morning. Amen. Amen. We're taking steps to take your inheritance. Amen. God bless you, Brad. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Let's go to home in prayer before we open the word. Father, we thank you that the windows are open this evening, Lord. We thank you, the Lord. Your promise is true, Father. Lord, wherever two or three are gathered, truly you are there and you miss the Lord. Father, we thank you for being our miss this morning, oh God. Lord, you spoke to us, Lord. You spoke to our hearts, O Lord. And Father, truly we want, Lord, Father, to take steps, O Lord, believing and taking you out of your word, O God. Because it is your promise. It is your word, O Lord. It is no one who said it, but you said it, O Father. O Lord, we've come again this evening and waited on you that you will feed us, O Lord. And you feed us like you fed Elijah, Lord, with the word and the, the word of life, O God. The Father will bring a transformation. It will bring a change in our lives, O Lord. But we surrender all that we are unto you, Lord. I surrender myself to you, that you take full control, Lord. Father, it's you, Lord, who's brought your word, O oh God. Father, I pray for the hearers, O oh Lord. The Father, every distraction will be out of the way, Lord. The Father, we all may be concentrated on you, O oh Lord. And Lord, that our hearts may be changed, and Lord, receive what you want, O oh God. Father, I pray that you move, O oh Lord, in a solemn way this evening, Lord. That you move upon hearts, O oh Lord. Lord, you move upon the need, O oh God. You move upon the sick, O oh Lord Jesus. You move upon the lost, the backslidden, Lord, this evening. Because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, O oh Lord. Father, may you have your way among us this evening, Lord. We thank you for the song service, O oh Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing, Lord. Father, we surrender the service to you, Lord. Take the word, O oh Lord, and you divide the word. And you, Lord, Father, interpret your own word and vindicate it. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Should we take your Bibles? Thank you, musicians. God bless you. So we open the book of Acts this evening. Amen. Acts chapter 4. We read from verse 8 to verse 14. And then we also read Philippians chapter 2. Verse 9 to 11. Amen. Acts chapter 4, 8 to 13. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the important man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you all. This is the stone which was set at naught 
which is that a knot of you builders, which is come the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any, any other, for there is none, none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were on land and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them, that they had been with Jesus. So we turn to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. Wherefore God also had exalted Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of tens in heaven and of tens in earth, and tens under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. The Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. You may have your seat. Amen. We greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord that we can share the word this, this evening. Amen. And this evening we want to talk about the powerful name Jesus. Amen. We want to talk about the powerful name Jesus. And this thought came to me a couple of weeks back when Sister, I think it was Sister Angie, sent me a song that she wanted to sing and eventually she sang it. And the song was about Jesus. And I started to think about the name of Jesus. And I started to think about what the world has done to the name Jesus. And what the world has done to the name Jesus. But then I started to think about another group of people who are called by the name Jesus. And what are you called to do with the name Jesus? Amen. See, the world have had many names. Amen. And... They have great names and they've had renowned names, amen. And many of these names have made history. And we can call many of these names from Napoleon to Caesar and, and to many of these men who, who have definitely made history and everyone knows about them and we've all studied about them in the schools and, you know, we, we have all the names, you know, in the music world and, you know, everyone have heard about Michael Jackson. Everyone have heard about Mozart. Everyone have heard about Beethoven. We've heard many names, amen. And many of these names have made room and found places in the Hall of Fame. There are names that are found in the Book of Records, amen. There are names that are found in many places. There are other names, you know, that have attained different prizes for, for scientific research and for, for scientific discoveries. And I found themselves in the name in, 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 and I received Nobel Prizes for the achievement. Amen. But you see, each and every one of these names this day, we can go and we can find them and inscribed on a certain tomb. Amen. And even if there is a name today that is in reign and is have popularity and, and is still, you know, a name that is renowned, we know that one day that name is going to be inscribed on a certain tomb. Amen. But we know that we have a name. Amen. We have a name of which name we cannot find on any other tomb. Amen. See, they try to put it on a tomb, but today we can go back to that tomb and we can see that that tomb was empty. Amen. Because there is a name. Amen. That has a power over death. Amen. 
amen. There is a name, amen, that overcome, that has conquered death, that has conquered hell, that has conquered the grave, amen. There is a name that has brought salvation unto man. There is a name that has brought you freedom. There is a name that has brought me freedom. And that name is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we all know that name, amen. It is a name of power, amen. It is a name that has brought us, you know, eternal life, amen. It has brought it to you and it has brought it to me too, amen. And we know that if you're talking about an empty tomb, then that means that the person that was supposed to be in the tomb is alive today, amen. Because if the tomb was empty, then there is no one in the tomb. You see, the man today have tried to put Jesus up in heaven only. But I know that my Jesus is not only in heaven, but my Jesus is walking on earth today. My Jesus is in a people today. My God is in a bride today. My God is alive today. My God is resurrected and he is living in you and he is living in me. He's not a name of history, amen, but he's a resurrected king. In the mark of the beast and the seal of God, Long Beach 1961, Brother Branham said, in the name of Jesus is the seal of God. The righteousness of God. The name, the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. Is that God's seal? Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do. Is that right? Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. Is that right? Everything you do. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ for the remission of your son and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost seal of God's mark seal identification is the name of the Lord Jesus and when Jesus comes into you it puts a spirit in you no matter how many names you write on the outside of it it is the spirit if the spirit is in there, it bears record of the truth. Amen. We had a song that was sang just this evening, and it said it is the life that is behind the name. See, the name is great, but it is the life that it is behind the name. Amen. And the Lord Jesus Christ is saying that the name of Jesus Christ is the seal of God. So now let's go and see what is the seal of God. In the breach between the seven church ages and the seven seals, Jeffersonville, 1963. I'm going to jump around on these. I just want to take what Brother Branham says about the seal of God. I'll talk about what he says about a seal. He says, seal signifies now, this, this, is, this is word I got from the dictionary. Seal signifies a finished work. Another thing a seal signifies is ownership. See, the seal has a mark on it. Shows ownership. When you are bought by the blood of Jesus Christ and sealed by the Holy Ghost, you no longer belong to the world or anything pertaining to the world. You are owned by God. And another thing is, a seal is a security. Seal means you are secured. Now, you don't believe in eternal security, I don't know, but now. But a seal signifies security to its destination. And it said, now, woe unto that guy. 
Amen. He said, woe unto that guy. Now, I don't know which guy he's talking about, but I only know one guy unto whom God will say, woe unto, and that is the devil. And he said, woe unto that guy that will try to break that seal. Woe unto him that will try to break that seal, because that is the seal of God. And he said, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit seal cannot be broken. You all have heard me say that people said, the devil made me do this. No, no, the devil didn't do it. You just wasn't sealed in. So then you see, because when you are sealed in, he is sealed out. See, when you've got a seal of God in you, he is sealed out. When you've got Jesus Christ in you, Satan is sealed out. Hallelujah. He is sealed out. And woe unto the man that will try to put his hands upon the Son of God that has been sealed by the seal of God. Woe unto that man that will try to put his hand upon the daughter of God that is sealed by the seal of God. And if the name of Jesus is the seal of God, then the name Jesus represents God's finished work. That name represents God's ownership. That name represents God's security. And we know that the name Jesus is the name of a person. It is not just a name, but it's the name of a person. And this person has got a life in him. And it's the life of God that is in this person. Amen. And we know that this person was expressed in the image of God. Amen. This person, Jesus, was expressed in the image of God. And we know, you know, through time that God, since the time of the fall, has been looking for or seeking for a dwelling place. And you see, he found it all through the ages in the Old Testament. He found it in the prophets. And he found it in great man. And that was good. But see, God's plan and God's purpose was to dwell in the very people that he had fellowship with them from the right from the beginning. See, God wanted to restore back that fellowship. God wanted to have a people whose thoughts was his thoughts. He wanted to have a people whose voice was his voice. He wanted to have a people that would not hear any other voice, but would only hear his voice. Amen. That was what he was wanting. But you see, sin had come in the way. And sin had created a chasm between God and man. And here was man separated from God. And the only way that reconciliation could come was to meet God's requirement. And God's requirement was the perfect sacrifice. And we know that he made a way, a temporary way with bulls and goats and lambs as a sacrifice. But to redeem man and to bring man back into fellowship with him again, the sacrifice of bull and goats could not make it. But a sacrifice had to be a man of kin, our king's man. In other words, a man who has someone who had the same image of God or who was born of the human race. See, that was the only thing that could do it. 
No one could meet those requirements. See, the angels couldn't meet the requirements because they weren't born on the image of man. So they couldn't meet the requirement. No man could meet the requirement because every man was born in sin. And there was no way that this requirement could be met. But you see, God... When he makes a requirement, there is no requirement that he cannot meet. So God, the grace of God, came and met the requirement in the person, Jesus Christ. And we know that he was virgin born. No one on earth had been virgin born before. And since the time, no one is ever going to be virgin born. But he alone was virgin born. He alone was made. And he alone was made in that way to be that perfect sacrifice. Amen. And here he was. The Almighty God had become Emmanuel. In other words, God with us. In the name of Jesus Christ. And we know that this, this son. This son Jesus that was to be born. Was going to come by fire of a birth of virgin. As was prophesied by Isaiah. And he came by the virgin called Mary. And we know how, you know, the angel came to Mary and said, you are highly favored. And, you know, Mary, young fella, and, you know, uh, receiving the word, didn't know about it. And he said, how could these things be? Well, you know, she believed it. And she received the baby. But remember, when the angel was speaking to Mary, he said to Mary... That your cousin Elizabeth as well is expecting. But you see, your cousin Elizabeth has been, has been barren all along. But now your cousin also is expecting a baby. And she's been of child of six months, amen. And so Mary receiving the message that she was going to have a baby. And knowing that her cousin was going to have a baby. She had on her heart to say, I will go and visit my cousin. I will go and visit my cousin. I want to tell her about the news. I want to tell her about the fact that I am going to receive a baby. And I'm not going to receive a baby by Joseph, but I'm going to receive a baby by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so she started to make her way to the house of Elizabeth. And she must have been rejoicing as she went on her way. And Brother Branham will dramatize as she got there. They must have hugged each other. You know, happy to see Mary. It must have been a long time since they've seen each other. And she started to tell her, you know, I'm going to have a baby. And I said, oh, and yeah, you and Joseph are already married. He said, oh, no, we're not married, but you know, I'm going to have a baby. But his baby is coming from the Holy Ghost. And I said, I'm going to have a baby. And we're going to call his name Jesus. Hallelujah, we're going to call his name Jesus. But now remember that for six months, Elizabeth has had a baby, but a baby could not move. The baby was good as dad. But you know, when Mary came, Mary had something that Elizabeth was needing. See, while Satan was working on Elizabeth, while Satan was trying to hinder Malachi 3 from being fulfilled, God was fixing the solution in the life of Mary. Oh, glory. He was fixing the solution in the life of Mary. Oh, I don't know what the devil is doing in your life, but I can tell you, he is fixing the solution. Oh, hallelujah. He's fixing the solution. Oh, glory be to God. 
and he came and he said, I'm going to receive a baby by the name Jesus. And oh, John the Baptist in that womb, for the first time, oh, hallelujah. Oh, man, I don't know you, but I feel good. Oh, because I know the Holy Ghost is here. It is not me feeling good. He is feeling good. Oh, hallelujah. John the Baptist, a dead baby, at the first mention of the name Jesus Christ, that baby started to leap in the womb. That baby started to rejoice. That baby started to say, praise be to God. Oh, I am going to come on the scene. Malachi 3 is going to be fulfilled. I am going to fall run. This man called Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And we know things went on. And finally came the day that Jesus was born. John the Baptist has done his work. Oh, he's doing his work. He's growing up. Way out in the wilderness. Waiting on the Lord. And Jesus was born. And Brother Branham will talk about him. And he'll say, here is Jehovah. That's a little boy playing. But it was Jehovah. Here was Jehovah as a little boy. Perhaps they're working with a dad. Or supposing to be his dad. Perhaps cutting woods. Making pews like these. Wooden pews. The ones that we all love most. Wooden pews. He was making them. That was his work. You know, he was working. You know, perhaps sometimes the hammer would have hit on his finger or something. He was a man. He was working. But he was Jehovah. Oh, man. He was a man, but he was Jehovah. Jehovah playing as a little boy. Jehovah walking as a little boy. Jehovah had friends. Hallelujah. If there was a car in that time, Jehovah might have had a car. Young people. He wouldn't have broke the speed limits though. Well, you see, he was a young man and he was growing up. But you see, as he grew up, there came a time that he had to enter into his ministry. There came a time that that which was spoken of him had to start to manifest itself. And as he started to enter into his ministry, John the Baptist had introduced him. The voice have come from heaven. And here he is. On his journey, doing his work. And we know his first miracle, what it was. He turned water into wine. And here he is. And as he's walking and doing his work. 
Satan's kingdom started to shake. Because they had had the one day there is going to come again. They had a one day. Their days are going to be over. And now here is a man that is working miracles and you're wondering what's going on. No wonder one day he was in Gadaria. As we had Brother Darren laid out so good. Here he was in Gadaria. And they started to ask him, you son of God, have you come to torment us before our time? They start to recognize that this is not just another man. But this is something different about him. Every sickness was subject to him. Legion was subject to him. Epilepsy was subject to him. The blind was subject to him. There was no demon that could stand that name Jesus. But remember... It wasn't just the name Jesus. It was the life that was behind the name Jesus. Amen. And so he kept on doing his work. But you see, Satan started to stir up the people of that time. And the people of that time started giving bad names. And the people of that time started calling Beelzebub. The people of that time started to reject his word. They wouldn't follow him. But they were trying to find every way they could. To try to bring him down. To try to bring him to disgrace. And that is what the world is doing today. They're ridiculing the name Jesus. They've made it a cursed name. They've made it a name that they take in vain. And sometimes we are guilty that we sit down and we let them do it. That is the name of our can. They've ridiculed our name. They've made it a shame if you confess that name to be your faith. That's what they turned our name onto. And in doing that, they have rejected the stone. These builders of this world have rejected the stone. They have rejected And now the pieces are not coming together anymore. They've come to a point where the economy has fallen down. Because they've rejected the stone. The politics has fallen down. Because they've rejected the stone. The churches have fallen down. Because they've rejected the stone. The families have fallen down. Because they've rejected the stone. But there is a people. There is a people that have not rejected the stone. There is a people that have made him the chief cornerstone. There is a people that are called by his name. There is a people that are identified by his name. 
There is a people that have not rejected him. There is a people that are not radical in that name. Amen. And in John chapter 1, 10 to 13, we say, He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believed on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Hallelujah. There is a people who have not rejected that name because they weren't born by man. Indeed, we came to our parents, but they were born of God. Friends, I think it is time for us to lift up the name of Jesus. I think it is time for us to praise the name of Jesus. If the world is going to rather kill them, we will praise them. If the world is going to reject them, we will worship them. Oh, we will glorify in the name. Hallelujah. And we are not going to praise him with our lips. We are going to praise him with our lives. Because it is the life that is going to be a thunder unto that enemy. That is how we are going to praise him. They can do what they want, but we are going to worship him. We are going to praise him. We are going to glorify that name. We are going to make our life as a testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. See the disciples. See, they were proud. They were proud to walk with Jesus. They were proud to talk about Jesus. But you see, they had not yet received that life. As they walked with Jesus, they were happy. It was nice to see him, you know, multiply the fishes and the breads. See, they loved that. But they had not yet received the life in it. Because the reconciliation was not yet complete. See, as we had this morning, see, Jesus was taking steps. See, he was starting to take steps to the full possession of this innocent inheritance, which was you and I. See, he was taking steps. He had not yet come to the fullness, but he was taking steps. And I think that's what we also ought to do. We ought to be taking steps. Because the promise is unto you. It is unto you. And so these disciples, regardless of the fact that they had not yet received the power, or in other words, they had not yet received that life. However, the Lord Jesus commissioned them to go and preach the gospel. And in Matthew 10 verse 1, the Lord says, so Jesus says, And when he had called on, unto his twelve disciples, he gave them power against them, clean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now we know that this power that was given unto them, if you look it through the Greek, that this power wasn't the same power that was given unto them on the day of Pentecost. 
Now in the Greek, this power is called exousia. Amen. This power is called exousia, and this power means the power given by permission. Or physical and mental power. The power of authority and of right. In other words, the power of influence and of privilege. So it was the power that was given unto them to go away and to preach the gospel and to cast out devils and to do all those kind of things. Now remember that this power was given to all the twelve of them. But we know that among the twelve was one of them that wasn't actually one of them. Amen. See, the group of people that gathered were a group of people that, you know, there was a group that had their names in the Lamb's Book of Life. And there was, a, there was one that had his name in the Book of Life. And we know that these two books are two different books. But Abraham talks about it in the first, first seal. And it said, Jefferson Von Wainen, 63, you say, if your name is in the Book of Life, it's all right, huh? No, sir. Look, Judas Iscariot had his name in the book of life. Now, say that's wrong. Jesus in Matthew 10 gave them power to cast out devils and send them forth to heal the sick and to cleanse the lepers and raise the dead. And they went out and, uh, they went out and turned back. Judas right with them. And they cast out devils and done all kinds of miracles and returned back. And said, even the, even the devils is subject unto us. Jesus said, don't rejoice that the devil is subject to you. But rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And Judas was with them. But what happened? When it come down to the elected group to go up there at Pentecost. And really receive the Holy Ghost. Judas showed his colors. See, when the time came, Judas showed his colors. Judas showed that he was not elect. But there was a group that was elect. And as a matter of fact, Judas went ahead and sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And he betrayed Jesus. But all this was in the program of God. Because there was a need of a perfect sacrifice. There was a need of a kinsman. There was a need of someone who could bring back the reconciliation. So all was in the plan of God. All was in the program of God. Amen. And we, we, we know how it all went. And eventually it came time for Jesus to go to Calvary. And I know I am jumping through all the... The story, but I, I'm just bringing it to a point. So it came a time that Jesus had to go to Calvary. And there on the road, he went to Calvary. And at Calvary, he breached the way between God and man. At Calvary, he redeemed his bride back to his side. Amen. Because she had always been with him. And he just couldn't go on without her. He needed her. And she needed him. 
Amen. And throughout the church ages, every age he called out his bride. Every age he brought out his elected one. Every age he brought out his chosen one. Amen. And you wonder why did he do all this? Why did he have to sacrifice his only son for all this? But Abraham will give us an insight of that in the invisible union of the bride of Christ. And that's really a good message to listen to. In the invisible union of the bride of Christ, Brother Branham will say, And you are wearing the wedding band of predestinated, unmerited grace. A wedding band of grace unmerited of your own. He said, God did it himself. He knew you before the foundation of the world. So he slipped the wedding band on you there. Put your name on a book. What a chance given. Hallelujah. Praise our God, he says. Because you had a wedding band. And he just couldn't do it without you. Think about it, friends. He just couldn't do it without you. And even though the prize was a big prize, it was a prize of that. But he was ready to take it because of you. Because he knew that he is the only one who can lay his life down and he can pick it up again. Hallelujah. He knew he was the only one who could go down on a grave, but he could rise again. And so he wasn't worried about what the devil was doing. He wasn't worried about the slurs of the enemy because he knew he had the redemption power. Hallelujah. He had a redemption power to bring you and I back to himself. Hallelujah. Now we want to speak a little bit about this part. It is always a strange part to talk about. And you will know why you say that. But you see, when a bridegroom marries a bride, <laughs> when a bridegroom marries a bride, the bride takes the name of the bridegroom. The last name of the bride is done away with. No matter, more, no matter how much the bride loves her family and loves her parents, no matter how much once she's united with a bridegroom, her last name has to be changed. Now I want you to notice something. It is not her first name that has changed, but it is the last name that has changed. Amen. It is the last name that has changed because why? She's known by her first name. Everybody knows her by her first name. And you see, everybody knew her to be the church. Everybody knows her to be the church. Everyone calls her the church. Oh, she is the church. She is the church. I am the church. I go to church. And it's good to be called the church. As a matter of fact, the word church means to call out. 
The church is a called out people. But I want you to remember that when the children of Israel were called out of Egypt, only two of them made them better to the promised land. See, many were called, but few were chosen. So it's good to be the church. It's good to be a called out. But if you stop there, you might be lost. Hallelujah. See, everyone knew her by her first name. She is the church. She is the church. But you see, her last name shows her ownership. See, her last name is what shows who she belongs to. Amen. See, we have lost leggers that are now called dots. Amen, Brother Andrew. I had the story. It's a good story. Amen. If you don't know it, ask Brother Andrew. Oh, no, ask Brother Dwayne. <laughs> See, we have wall circus changed into dots. We have Adrians that are dolls. We have Parasox that are badoes. See, there's been a change of ownerships. See, the last name has received a change. And see, at our first birth, we all had a last name. At our first birth, it was given to us whether we liked it or not. That was our last name. See, my last name is Equamwa Boateng. And to be honest with you, I don't really like much the Equamwa because it's very complicated. But I had to receive it anyways because that's the family I was born in. See, that is your last name. And you receive it anyways. And that last name indicates the family in which you were born in. And you see, we all were born in sin. See, we all were born and shaped in iniquity. See, that was our last name. As a matter of fact, some of our last name were liars. Some of our last name were adulterers. Some of our last name were truth breakers. Some of our last name were fears. Some of our last name were unjust. Incontinent. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That was some of our last names. But one day. Hallelujah, Brother Jerry. One day, Brother Jerry. Hallelujah. One day. We met a man. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, man, I feel glory. Oh, one day, we met a man. Oh, glory be to God. We met a man. See, he wasn't so much to look upon. See, he wasn't dressed in scarlet robes. He didn't have... Any gold chains. Neither did he have any golden rings. See, his kingdom was not set upon seven hills. That wasn't the man we met. But surely we saw that man. But something couldn't attract us to that man. 
See, he wasn't much to look upon. But he had what we needed. He had what I needed. He had the righteousness that I needed. He had the holiness that I needed. Hallelujah. He had the victory that I needed. He had the overcoming power that I needed. So surely, some of us started to court this man. We want to know more about him. And we walked into church. And we sat down. And we heard him speak. And mine, we have never heard a man speak in such a way. And surely the courtship started to grow. And it sure started to grow and started to grow. And we were falling in love with him this day. We just couldn't, we just couldn't stay away from him. Brother David, you couldn't stay away from her, eh? We just couldn't. We'll go home and we'll listen to the tapes. Like we had today. That wasn't Brother Branham's voice. That was his voice. Amen. Amen. That was him speaking to you. That was him speaking to me. And we started to hear that voice. We started to hear And one day, he came. And when he came, he came to propose. He came that day to propose to you. Young people, he came to propose to you. And he came to propose and he asked you, will you marry me? Young people, he asked you, will you marry me? We've been through courtship. And it's been great. You've been in church. And you've heard me speak. I've told you all about me. And even if you don't know about me. I have a word that is laying there that you can search. And you can know more about me. There is a message that you can go and dig in. And you can know more about me. But now I want to ask you a question. Will you marry me? Young people, will you marry him? Well, I don't know you, but when he came to my door, and when he knocked, and when he brought that ring out, and he asked me if I will marry him, I don't know you, but I said, I will. Oh, hallelujah. I said, I will. I will. I will because he is the only one who could change me. He is the only one who could give me redemption and restoration. Hallelujah. And I wonder tonight, is there anyone here who said I will? Is there anyone here who said I will? 
Oh, it looks like everyone said I will. Well, if you said I will, then I want you to know something that your last name has changed. Oh, hallelujah. Your last name has changed. You will no more call the Church of Laodicea. You will no more call the Church of Baptist or Pentecost or Methodist, but you will call the Church of the Living God. You will call the Church of the Living God. Your last name. Has changed. He will call the church of the living God. The church of Jesus Christ. The church that has received the dynamite power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. She has received the dynamite power of the Holy Ghost. Let's look at dynamite for a moment. Where is that? Oh, man. Hey, man. He was received the dynamite power of the Holy Ghost. Now, dynamite. Now, realize that. You know how the start, he gave them the exhaustion power. You see, it was a power by permission. But now notice what a dynamite power is. It's that it's a power residing in a town by a virtue of its nature. See, it is no more a permission, but it's a virtue of your nature. See, your nature itself has become the nature of God. That is the power that the church has received. That dynamite power. And see, she has not just received the power, it says again, that is a moral power, an excellent, an excellence of soul. Is that it's a power consistent in or resting upon armies, forces, and hosts. Amen. It's resting upon armies. And I believe that there's an army, there is a bright army that it is rising up. Amen. That she has not just received the power, but she has received also the faith to operate that power. She received the faith to operate the power. See, Satan was not so much worried about them having the exhausted power. He wasn't so much worried about that because he knew that when the hard time will come, they will turn their back on Jesus. As a matter of fact, when the hard time came for Peter, he turned his back on Jesus. He also knew that this group of people were the ones that Jesus spoke about and said unto them, Depart from me, ye that work iniquities. Now remember that these people that Jesus was speaking about were people who were doing miracles. There were people who said, have we not healed in your name? Have we not done this in your name? Have we not done that in your name? They did have a power. But however, when it came the time, Jesus said to them, depart from me. See, he wasn't so much worried about those with those kind of power. But what he was worried about was those who received the dynamite power. That was the people he was worried about. That was the people that he was cared about. 
Because these people were an elected people. These people were a chosen people. Were a people that were born of God. That was what these people were. Their name was his name. Their voice is his voice. And every step they take is a step. Amen. Every step they take, it is a step to possession. Amen. And that's what the enemy is scared about. He's scared about you. Because you have a different name now. Your name is no more the name of sin. Your name is no more the name of the world. But you have received a powerful name. That name, Jesus Christ. That is the name that you have received. And it's the name that is going to pack us into the rapture. Amen. And we know that there is coming a day. See, there is coming a day. That they're going to gather themselves against this name. There's coming a day that all these council of churches are going to come against this name. See, they're not going to come against the denomination. They're not worried about them. Who do you worry about is you and me. Who do you worry about is the bride. Because she's the one that is holding back the wrath of God. She's the one, she's the only reason why that he doesn't have the full, the full power yet. Amen. And he's just waiting until the day that she leaves. That's all he's waiting for. And one day he's going to come against his people. He's going to come against us. He's going to turn against us. He's going to try to shut down the church building. He's going to try to do whatever he wants to do. And you know, sometimes Satan will make us think that when that day comes, that we are going to be so sad. Oh my, we can't gather anymore in church. See, Satan sometimes tries to play in our mind to think that when that day comes, all of a sudden, the Lord is just going to disappear from us. That we're going to be so scared. That we're going to be so fearful. That we'll be so much a hiding people. That's what sometimes you try to let us think. That when we hear about the squeeze, sometimes it almost look like we shiver or tremble. Because, oh my, what a day that will be to turn against us. Oh, what a lame devil. Oh my. Praise the Lord for the prophet of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord for a message of the hour. Praise the Lord for a message of the hour. Because the prophet said, and look away to Jesus 963, Jeffersonville. He said, it is tightening. And then when that time comes, and the press come to a place to where you are pressed out, then watch what I'm fixing to tell you in a few minutes. He said, watch the third pool, Dan. Hallelujah. He said, watch the third pool, Dan. See, Satan can come and tell us on that day, we will be scared. But on that day, you watch that third pool. Oh, hallelujah. You 
watch them. You watch them all in the full power. Oh, friends, I tell you, we are not going to have a diminution of the power of God. As the time is going by, the power of God is not going to be diminished. It's not going to go low. The oil is not going to run out. Oh, hallelujah. But each day, the oil will be filling up. It will be filling up. That is our fuel to the rapture. Oh, glory be to God. That is our fuel to the rapture. It is the word of God. This fuel does not run out. The tank is full every day. Oh, this is the only fuel that you don't buy. You don't pay for it. It is given to you. Oh, hallelujah. It is given to you. Oh, the fuel, you can have it on your phone. Oh, hallelujah. The fuel is right here. The fuel is right here. Oh, hallelujah. You can have the fuel on your tablet if you want it. Oh, glory be to God. You can have the fuel while you're sitting in the pew. Hallelujah. That is what is going to take us up. Oh, he said, at that time, you watch that third pole. Hallelujah. Friends, we're moving from glory unto glory. We are taking our land. We heard it this morning. We are taking our land. We are not leaving one hoof behind Oh, glory be to God. We are not leaving one hook behind. Satan, you can howl, you can howl, you can howl, but we, we are not leaving one hook behind. Oh, glory be to God. Not even one hook. We are going all the way. Mom is coming. Dad is coming. Son is coming. Daughter is coming. Not even one hoof behind. No one hoof, Brother Marshall. Even your brother is coming. No one hoof, Sister Cheryl. Sister Rachel. No one hoof. No one hoof. Brother Jerry. No one hoof. Believe it, no one hoof. Friends, we have changed dimension. The word is power. It is what you do with the word. The word is power. This is not a man ministry. This is God's ministry. This fivefold ministry, it is God's ministry. Hallelujah. I want you to remember something. See? When he came, and he proposed, and we said, I will. 
And obviously one was sad, or you will. The most common day that a word must take place. See, a couple cannot leave just on an engagement. They have much more to get married and having a wedding. And on that day of the wedding, the vows are repeated again. And the preacher will ask, will you take this man to be your beloved wedded? Well, we'll get there one day. All right, and it goes on and on, but at the end, they will have to say again, I do, and she also have to say, I do, amen. And then, the preacher will say that this union is until death do you part. It is until death do you part. But now remember that this union is just a type. And it is an earthly union. But a heavenly union. Whoa. Hallelujah. The heavenly union has not got a death till we part. Because the heavenly union. Oh, hallelujah. The heavenly union is an eternal union of glory. It is an eternal union. There is no death that's going to part us from him. It is an eternal union. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, if you've lost your joy, you had it this morning. Start taking steps. Amen. Start taking steps. Because he's not coming, you know, on the day of the wedding. I tell you, the bride, she's not sad. The bride is happy. The bride is rejoicing. Oh, hallelujah. See, every moment to her is special. If you've lost your joy, start taking steps. Oh, just start taking steps. Oh, my. Maybe just take a step by saying amen. Amen. You just take a step by saying amen to the word. Just take a step by saying amen to the word. And not long after that, you find yourself taking another step. And that step might be called the hallelujah step. Hallelujah. And when you get into the hallelujah step, oh man, you will start taking another step. <laughs> a 
And it might be the glory to God, Sap. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. The glory to God, Sap. And you see, when you take the glory to God, Sap, you, you start to find that your feet start to get a little light. Oh, my. Your feet start to get just a little light. Oh, my. And perhaps you may look down to your feet and see what's happening to my feet. It's feeling light tonight. And when you look down to them feet, you're going to find some new pair of shoes on them. Oh, my. You find some new pair of shoes on them. And them shoes have got a name. You know the shoes I'm talking about, right? They're called the Joy Shoes. You see, them shoes, they're not bought, they're inherited. Hallelujah. You don't buy those shoes, you inherit those shoes. And the shoes, they come from the heart down to the feet. Hallelujah. And when you get them joy shoes, you find your feet start to get light. Go on, go on and check on your feet. I can guarantee you, you got some joy shoes on. Just go tacking on your feet. You've got joy shoes on. Because it is an inheritance. Joy is an inheritance. Peace is an inheritance. Oh, hallelujah. You've got them on. Put them on. And stop praising God. There ought to be a people that lift up the name of Jesus. There ought to be a people that praise the name of Jesus. You were called to praise his name. It is the name that is above every name. It is called the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, give him glory tonight. Oh, give him praise tonight. It is the name of Jesus. The powerful name, Jesus. The name that is above every name. He said of that name, every knee will bow. Every tongue shall confess. Oh, that he is Jesus. I don't know you, but I choose to bow now. I choose to confess now. I choose to give him glory now. I don't want to bow on the day of judgment, but I want to bow now. I want to give him glory now. Let everything that has got breath give praise unto the Lord. 
Oh, because if we keep quiet, the stone will start to praise him. The rock will start to praise him. The pews will start to praise him. But I am not going to wait for the rocks to praise him. I am not going to wait for the pew to praise him. But I am going to praise him. Oh, give him glory tonight. Oh, let us raise on our feet. Oh, let the musicians come. Oh, praise the name of God. Your last name is changed. Your name on the checkbook is as good as his name. Tonight I want you to take that checkbook. And I want you to go to Satan. And tell Satan, give it back. I've got a checkbook. You take it, my son, give it back. You take it, my daughter, give it back. Friends, it is time to take God at his word. He has been waiting for a bride to take him at his word. And I believe the time has come to take him at his word. You go to him tonight. You tell him, give it back. Give back my joy. Give back my righteousness. Give it back, Satan. You can't hold it anymore. Whatever's on your heart, Sister Angie. And if tonight there's someone in here. That I've never met the man. If you're a young person in here tonight. And you've never met that man. And tonight you've met him in a way like never before. He's got the ring ready. He did slippers on your hand before the foundation of the world. But he's ready to renew the fire. He's ready to say to you again, are you all? He's already said it, are you all? Don't hold back, young person. He's here. He is. What are you going to say? He's asking, will you marry me tonight? We can have the ceremony right away. Brother Dwayne Lawson was praying, asking for the Holy Ghost. We know Brother Dwayne Lawson. He spoke to us last year in the special meetings. I don't remember who told the story, but it's on his testimony. And he came to pray and came and asked the preacher, for the Holy Ghost. And you see, the preacher didn't say much worse, but he said, well, I'm going to perform a marriage ceremony. And I just want to ask you, you know, he's done said his part. He said, I will. But now the question is on to you, Brother Dwayne. Will you take him? And the question is on to you. Is to every son, every daughter, every mom, every dad, Will you? You can have a name changed tonight. 
If you need a name change, you can have a name change. You don't have to keep that old name anymore. You don't have to keep the name of sin anymore. You can have a name change. Whatever you're playing, Sister Angie. This is my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you, with all I have within. take your heart. Let him take your soul. Let him take everything that is in you. Give it to him. There is coming a day. Just give it to him. Amen. Perhaps I ask for the angel to come. Amen. There is a name that is above all name. It is the name of Jesus. Praise that name, Jesus, with your life. Don't praise him with your lips. It's fine to lift his name with your lips, but make sure it's coming from your heart. Because the enemy is not scared about a lips worship. He's not scared about, you know, an eye worship. But what he's scared about is when the worship is coming from your heart. Amen. The Lord bless you. Worship the Lord. Let's sing that chorus again as Brother Andrew comes. It's my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you, and with all I have within
every moment I'm awake. Have your way. In Sing me. that again, Lord. I Lord, give you. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, he said this, For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Amen. I believe there's a representation of that here. I've been presented to God tonight, not just as some outcast, but as a chaste virgin. That God has washed me clean and presented me unto himself as his bride. That's what I'm a part of. What if we could sing that real before we go to prayer. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. There's still power but the cause in this name of Jesus oh, still, still goes on. on and now our time 
has come to count that cost to reject the world to embrace the cross so one by one let us live our lives for the one who died to give us his life until that trumpet sounds on that final day let us proudly stand and boldly say that I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all my strength with all I am I will seek to honor